Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The American Nurse explores some of the biggest issues facing America. Aging, war, poverty, prisons... Through the work and lives of five nurses, it's an examination of real people that will change the way you think about nurses and how we wrestle with the challenges of healing America. There is Jason Short, there is Tanya Faust, there is Naomi Cross, Sister Stephen, and Brian McMillan, all taking on these different aspects and our ability to provide health care for all Americans. And we're joined today by the director and executive producer of this documentary film called The American Nurse, and that would be Carolyn Jones. Carolyn, welcome back to Film School oh, Radio. Thank you, Mike. It's good to be back. You were kind enough to come on for Defining Hope, which I believe came out about two or three years ago. Have I got that right? Yeah, yeah, three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. yeah, about hospice care. And um, obviously these issues are something that is particularly important to you. Tell me a little bit about your background, but if you want to lead with how you got to uh, the point where you wanted to make The American Nurse, feel free to bring that in as well. Sure, sure. Well, you know, I, I think my fascination with kind of what makes life worth living goes all the way back to 1994 when I did a book called Living Proof, Courage in the Face of AIDS. And I made that book because I live and work in New York City, and the community that surrounded me at that time was was dealing with AIDS in full force. And one of my best friends uh, was dying of AIDS. And so I wanted to do a book that showed people living with it, people that were um, determined to take whatever time they had left. Because, of course, in 1994, this was before the drug cocktails, so it's still was very much a, a kind of a death sentence at the time, but there was this whole group of people that were living really vibrantly and sharing information and trying to make the most out of every minute left. And it left a really indelible impression upon my mind about how rich life can be when we realize how fragile it is. And I think I've spent all the years in between 1994 and really 2012 when I made the American Nurse book, kind of contemplating that notion that um, that life is more vibrant when we realize that we're mortal. And I think particularly in America, we don't often realize that and we think we can kind of buy ourselves out of this piece of business, um, make ourselves look younger and be younger and avoid dying as long as possible. So when I, I was asked to do the book, The American Nurse, by a company called Fresenius Kabi that makes, they make med medical devices. It's the group of nurses or who uses their equipment and, and the year that they asked me, they wanted to do something to honor nurses. So honestly, I went out there just thinking, 
I will do this book. It's going to be an interesting experience. Um, I run a nonprofit that's a global project that I was knee deep in, and I couldn't have imagined a world where I would be talking to you eight years later about nurses still, and that it would have gotten so under my skin. But I made this book, and I learned a lot about who these people are that care for us, and it only made me more interested in them. So I decided to select five nurses from the book, and those five nurses were focused on five issues that I really wanted to highlight in the country. One was returning war veterans, so I wanted to find a military nurse. One was our prison system, which is overcrowded and just nuts, frankly, and I wanted to see what healthcare looks like there. How do you care for people who have committed horrible crimes? Um, I wanted to look at poverty in America because I don't think we look at that. We're always a little bit uncomfortable when poverty is right now our backyard. And then I wanted to look at the beginning of life through a, a nurse that's there for labor and delivery and the end of life. And that was Sister Stephen running a nursing home. So I found those five nurses and dug into their world. And honestly, I haven't ever left this world because it's just been so compelling. And, uh, and I've been following the lead of nurses and looking through their particular lens ever since I started working on that book. And I think you're absolutely right to use the word compelling because they are their stories are compelling, their backstories are compelling. What they do is that um, something that would strike a chord with anyone in terms of with any level of empathy for other people. The one story, well, there's it's really hard to pick of the five here, but Naomi Cross with her story and how she got into nursing was very touching. So well, all of them have this same sense of uh, the desire to want to help people, but also their connection to people. I don't even know if I have a question here. I just, I'm so struck by the people that you found and how you were able to pull out their own stories as well as to highlight what they do. Um, they're, it's a wonderful array of people. Well, thank you. I mean, I I had a, I was highly motivated on a couple of different levels, and so and perhaps it will explain kind of why I chose those nurses in particular, and what I what I discovered and what I'm really going for. You know, nurses have been there for us forever, and I think we the public have this this misguided notion of who they are, what they know, and what they do. Right? We we kind of we always remember the names of our doctors, but we but we don't remember the names of our nurses, but they're there and they're caring for us. And I, I had had a personal experience with breast cancer and had an incredibly brilliant nurse, which was definitely one of the motivating factors for me wanting to dig into this world, because I always kind of wondered how she knew all the right things to say and what, what's like the DNA of a person who just gets up every single day and cares for other people. Who are they? I started to think of them as being like these otherworldly creatures that, you know, come to earth and they're just completely put together in a different way than I am. And I discovered that they're not. Their education is science-based. Their empathy is developed and and kind of reinforced on a daily basis, their ability to be non-judgmental with the people that they care for. Sure, maybe some of it is in their DNA. Maybe 
you know, some of them had parents who did wonderful things in the community. So they saw that growing up, but not all of them, but they all every day, part of the job is to care for everybody, no matter what. And they have this connection to humanity that is really unique. And I started to see it as really special. Those five nurses, when I started to think, you know, how can I express to people what I've learned by meeting all these nurses after I was doing the book. And I thought, you know, I think documentaries are are wonderful when they can be entertaining and educational all at the same time. And I find people so interesting, just infinitely interesting. But to meet these five nurses, I mean, we've got this funny nun from Wisconsin, like who knew nuns were funny? And she's with all these wonderful animals. And she's so smart that she uses animal therapy in a nursing home. So she gets kids and families, you know, visiting their loved ones all the time. So the the end of life has a whole different spin on it through Sister Stephen's eyes. And then, of course, you mentioned Naomi Cross. And Naomi had a, a personal experience that brought her into bereavement, perinatal bereavement. I mean, who can... Who can find the words to to know what to say to a mother and a father who have just lost their child? I don't even know what skill set that is, but Naomi has it. And I was really compelled to find out how she got that. And she just didn't ever want anybody to go through what she went through. And so she developed that skill. And Jason Short, well, he grew up in the Appalachian Mountains fixing cars with his dad and in a part of the country where nursing like was totally an uncool profession for a young man to go into he had to fight an awful lot of social stigma to overcome all that to put like being uh, a car mechanic behind him and get into caring for people i mean it was a, a quite a leap for him and then tanya faust i mean who gets up every day and goes into the Louisiana State Penitentiary and cares for guys that are in their last days of their lives but have spent the last 20, 30 years in a maximum security prison? I mean, I don't even, again, these are this is a special set of tools. And then lastly, Brian McMillian, a military nurse. So that's like a, a double whammy of isolation. Not only are you in the military, so nobody really understands what you've seen or what you do, but you're also a nurse caring for soldiers. And he told me a story about how he was often the person that the soldiers would see when they woke up and they were missing limbs and lying there on bed. And they would look at him and say, when can I go back? I left my brothers out there. I mean... Yeah, it was compelling. I I fell in love with these five nurses and and having the privilege to follow them into their lives and dig into their backstories and hear why they do what they do. It was it was life-changing. And yeah, I think you're what you said just a minute ago about the the one thing about what they do is the reinforcement for that empathy that they have for others because everyone's situation is different it sort of requires you hit the reset button with all the different people that you are you come in contact with as a part of your work and and you're developing that emotional muscle if that's a good way to put it Mm -hmm. and uh, the fact that if you can be present for these people and you can set aside 
what for for many of them is the last stages of their life and knowing that and if you can work through that you're right it is a remarkable human quality to be able to do that yeah and you know in the midst of covid-19 when right. i see all of these nurses and finally, finally getting um, some attention in the media, which is wonderful. I think we're hearing them. We're listening to them. We understand more about the trials. It's shocking that they don't have protective gear. Uh, but I I think that, you know, hopefully there's a learning moment in here and we'll have a better understanding of, of what they do for us at the end of this. And that's why we wanted to re-release this film. These nurses... They've been for they've been there for us. These five and all of the nurses that I've met across the country over the last eight years, they have been out there advocating for us all along, and that's what they're doing now. It's just more intense, more difficult, more life threatening than it's ever been, but they are just doing what they do and doing it as beautifully as they always do. Right. For people, well, let's. Let our listeners know that we're talking with Carolyn Jones. She is the director of the documentary, The American Nurse. If people want to find out more information about the film, it's being it has been released through Kino Lorber, and you can go to the Kino Lorber site and um, kinolorberedu.com film to find out if you are in a learning institution and you want to screen it, there's an opportunity there. You can also watch it now on kinonow.com slash backslash American Nurse. And any other, you also have your own website, Carolyn, if you want to let people know what that is. We do. We have a website where all of the films that we've done with nurses and all the work that we do, it's all there with interviews and all kinds of interesting things. And it's AmericanNurseProject.com. And if you just go there and you click on the homepage, uh, we're lucky enough that Fresenius Cobby, our sponsor, as well as Kino Lorber, got together and decided that it was the perfect time to re-release the film and make it free for people streaming. You know, we were getting a lot of requests from educators because right now, uh, obviously, all education has moved online. And that means that a lot of nurses who are studying to be a nurse can't do their clinicals. And the films that we've had, we've, we've done three films now that are focused on nursing, which I, I still can't believe I'm, I've stayed in this world, but I really have. We've, I, it's, again, just a, a wonderful lens through which to see what's going on in America. Um, so American Nurse was the first one. Defining Hope looked at the end of life and the choices that we have there. And we have a new film coming out that was we spent the last two years filming in emergency rooms all across the country um, to try to see kind of where all of the issues in America collide under that one roof. So we're looking at the opioid crisis and gun violence and uh, lack of insurance and mental health. So uh, looking at all of those issues in the emergency department. So all of that is under AmericanNurseProject.com. And that website and this project is really devoted to raising the, the volume on the voices of nurses everywhere. Yeah. Also want to acknowledge your producer, um, Lisa Frank, your collaborator on, I believe, all three of those films. And the book. Yeah. And the book. So yeah. she's been a big part of that. And by going to AmericanNurseProject.com, you'll, you can read all about all of the things that you've been working on and all the great people who have been a part of your, your endeavors. 
Um, yeah, you know, I, I just want to say for a moment, Lisa and I've been doing this from the beginning and equally dug in. You know, it's one thing for me to have a thought or an idea about who I want to film or what, you know, who I want to talk to. But Lisa makes it all happen. None of this would happen without her great production skills and, and her creative skills as well. So we are um, a team through and through, and it's, it is a great pleasure to get to work with her. In the last couple of minutes I have with you, I'd like to at least, uh, or I'd like to find out, let me start that over. Um, have you been in touch with people who are in the direct line of fire with the COVID-19 crisis or in the nursing community or in the medical community? And if so, what have their thoughts been? What have they shared with you about what they're going through? Yeah, well, so that's one of the first things that we've done is reach out and try to see how the people that we've grown so fond of are doing and are people healthy? Are they okay? Um, and what are they going through? So um, the one that's the freshest on my mind right now is Jason Short, because I just spoke to him yesterday, um, where in Kentucky, he feels as he's working in the emergency department uh, in, in a town in Kentucky, and he's seeing what he's pretty sure are COVID patients there, but there isn't any testing there quite yet. And, uh, and there's kind of this general feeling that it isn't there and it may not get there. Um, so he's worried about what he's seeing and worried that people weren't taking it seriously enough. I know um, he was concerned about how Easter was being spent. Um, and I also just spoke recently to, to Naomi Cross, um, who right now is at Mount Sinai outside of Baltimore, and she's uh, trying to help educate nurses who are on the front lines, and, and she's also working with patients in the hospital that are coming in with COVID. And in her hospital, they have enough protective gear, I'm happy to say. Um, so that's that's good. We've spoken to a lot of nurses who don't or are worried that it's going to run out tomorrow. That seems to be the biggest thing, that they don't feel as though they're being cared for or watched out for nearly as much as they would like. Um, and that's just that's just heartbreaking, you know, for us to hear Um and, and I wish there, you know, I, I feel kind of helpless. I wish there was more that we could do about that. But, but hopefully it will get under control. The numbers here in New York are starting to level off. So we're hoping that it won't get any more dramatic and things will perhaps look better quickly. One thing that this COVID-19 crisis has essentially highlighted in America is we spend a lot of money on healthcare in this country, and it is truly shocking to find out how unprepared we are for a for some a real emergency that would affect the the wide swath of people that are being affected now. And make the assumption that I thought with this healthcare system we were essentially covered, that we would be ready for almost any eventuality. And um, this has certainly shined a light on, on us that we have to respond. We have to step up and do better. Boy, Mike, I couldn't agree with you more. I, it is, it's shocking, and I think that is the word. It's shocking how ill-prepared we were for this. You know, I think it's kind of the nature. 
if part of this is human nature that until it's really touching your backyard, I don't think you wake up and pay attention where we are as the human race, I think at our best when things are at their worst. This is from the beginning of time. It kind of takes a lot to shake us out of our complacency and 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 make a change and make a move. Um, so I think that's part of it. But as far as our country goes, we have this independent spirit uh, that doesn't lend itself well to, you know, getting to a moment like this and knowing what to do. And and I do hope that there is some way that we will get beyond this and have a better way of moving forward and be able to take care of the people of the country in a, in a better way than this, because clearly we were ill-prepared. Well, Carolyn Jones, continue your wonderful work. In addition to being a subject that is literally ripped from today's headlines, it is a documentary that's very well told, beautiful to look at, and you will come away from it either changed or more empathetic than when you started watching this film. That's how I came away from it. So I hope that others will share that experience. And uh, thank you so very much for finding time to come back here and spend some time with us on Film School Radio. Of course. It's my most sincere pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And just thank you to every single nurse. And that's the best thing that we can do is thank them when, when we see them. Come back anytime, Carolyn. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.